This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Everybody, it's Carm, your bestest buddy, podcast godfather, someone said to me the other day. I'm at AST 2023, sponsored this year by Dorman Training. So glad to have Dorman as a continuous sponsor for us. I'm with Michael Smith. Hey, Michael. Hi, Carm. How are you? Okay, who's Michael Smith? Well, Michael Smith's been on six podcasts with us. I counted. <laughs> Toxic cultures, resilience, forecasting your future, prepare next five years, extreme value of a SWAT, workplace motivation. We did some great interviews with like AJ Neely, Brian Bates, yeah. Jason Brennan, Mike Samard. So in fact, every time we seem to get together, and we get together with others. It's a hoot, isn't it? They're great guys. Yeah. Yep. This guy's a strategy planner, kind of an M&A specialist, Herzberg and Smith, and there's something else going on. I mean, what else are you involved in? We are merging our company with the Institute. Ah, yep. Cecil. Cool. And Kent. Absolutely. Yeah. We do different things and they synergize and align very well. So we're going to mash the two brands together and come out and do a seamless thing from beginning of a shop to whatever exit it looks like. We can take them from beginning to end. Your shop's future is in your hands. Accomplish more by starting now. That's the motto of Repair Shop of Tomorrow, a Napa Auto Care exclusively endorsed vendor. RSOT is helping shops all over the nation run a more profitable business by utilizing best practice marketing and coaching. Interested in Repair Shop of Tomorrow? Call 440-545-1230 for a free 20-minute, no-obligation consultation. I love to talk to Michael Smith because I was honored one day to sit in a couple of day class with him and I watched him at the end just congeal the entire team together and walk down through some great scenarios. When you came in and did that SWAT episode with us, I really never forgot it because I love the simplicity of SWAT. I don't necessarily think people do it if they didn't study how to do it and what the outcome should be. And you just got up with your people and said, let's do a SWAT on our company. Right. I'm still a believer that the owner should never do a SWAT on his own company. Absolutely. He should hire somebody or have a great friend, a facilitator, an independent person to come in because there's a lot of sometimes people won't tell the owner things that they think are maybe possibly wrong or where they think the company should go. And I loved doing that back in my day. And I was just thinking recently about, wow, what if I just did a SWAT on me? Would I be honest with me? Could I actually take a peer and have that individual peer do it with me and say, yes, you're too important and you're too important to me in this exercise. It's too important to the company for you to sit here and make me feel good. Be as honest as you possibly can. I will not hold it against you, but I really need to know what you think of my strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that I could have to my business, to my people, my family. And so I picked up the phone or I emailed you and I says, I have this wild idea. I don't even know if a personal SWAT exists. And I'm sure it does. Trust me. I don't think I have an original idea, but Michael said, wow, you may have to have some pretty broad shoulders to try to do this on your very own. Am I right? Yeah. And I, I'll go back to something you said earlier. Do you have the strength to be honest with yourselves? Most people think they do. And the things that they really are afraid or avoiding digging down into are the things that they wouldn't come up with by themselves. So you can be as honest as you want to be. And if it's buried in that closet of things that we have in shoeboxes with the door tightly locked, you can say, I want to get to all of it. And if you don't open that door and you don't pull the right shoebox out, you can't be honest with yourself, right? So I'm validating the fact that the third party feedback is critical because we hide in some ways some things from ourselves because we haven't been able to deal with them. We don't want to deal with them. It's not time yet. It's too painful. All of those things, right? How so would I work 
my own cell <laughs> to do an SWOT on me, by me, for me, with no help from the outside. Yeah. I don't think it would be as fruitful or transparent or as honest because I'm going to have blinders. You do. We all would. And I think the place to start would be to try to do it with yourself. That's what I would recommend. Sit down and make the list, you know, the SWs, strengths and weaknesses, right? A traditional SWOT is that that's based on the internal company scenario. Where are we strong and where are we weak? The O and the T has an external perspective. So now you turn to the outside market of your competitors and say, what are the opportunities that we're missing in the market where somebody's getting past us as a competitor? What are the threats in the marketplace? Could be from any number of factors. And so that idea, if you turn it internally, is what are my strengths and weaknesses? which may be relatively easy to come up with. What are the missed opportunities and the threats? And that's where you start to get sort of from this outside view. And my view of a leadership SWAT would be when you're starting to lean out into relationships and thinking about the O and the T, the threat parts or the fear part comes in, right? That's oh, yeah. when you start to get right up to the edge of what you're worried about. Guys, you know, the owners of companies that have this great weight on their shoulders and things don't go so well for a season. And all of a sudden they're thinking everybody's sleeping at night and they're mad because they didn't get the paycheck they wanted or whatever in the outside world. The owner's laying in bed at two in the morning thinking about what if I don't make payroll? But underneath that, it's like, what if I fail my people? What if my strength isn't there when I need it to hold up our organization? What if Bob actually continues to malfunction and I have to fire him and his family gets hurt? Oh my gosh, it's between Thanksgiving and Christmas. What's the right time to do those kinds of questions, right? And that those are the things that I think from a leadership perspective, there's an organizational level and then there's the leadership level. When we were talking about doing this, I've been thinking about it till we got here, right? Yeah. This idea that the owner, a lot of people that work for owners think, oh, it would be great if I had my own company at some point and they get to have an easy cush job like you guys do. We do all the work and you take home all the money. And it's like, man, if you've ever been an owner, you know that you're the one that put your house up for collateral when you took the loan out for the business. You're the one that lays awake at two o'clock in the morning worrying about whether payroll is going to be here or not. That client that's threatening to sue you, you're the one who's going to have to come up with a solution to avoid that and or settle it. Right. These guys come and go from work and they go home and there's just a, it's not a lack of depth. It's just a lack of perspective having been there before. And so the leadership SWAT idea for me was like it was a great question is how far can we take ourselves and then how much do we need the outside feedback? OK, too? I got to stop you because Absolutely. you always inspire me, Mike. <laughs> Am I thinking here again? We're forging ground. I don't think that necessarily works. Here's some random thoughts. Maybe the coach that you have should help you with this or do this and be this, if you will, disinterested outside party. Or we start the personal leadership SWAT with a company SWAT mm -hmm. so that you can literally pull all these incredible thoughts, ideas, then set them up to A, Bs, and Cs, the importance of all of these crazy ideas that came under SWOT. And you incubate that for a couple of weeks and you start picking up strategic plans and the changes that you want to make in it. And then you sit down with your leadership team and said, now let's do this on us. And then you give them a week to think about it. You just don't surprise someone with it and have them go, ah, and you say, listen, I want to get together. I want to do an SWOT on me. And I'd like you, my number two in the company, my manager, my COO, whatever. Or if it's not that person, it could be your coach and it could be a peer. And we 
get closer from the company SWAT to the individual SWAT in the incubation period. And you got to behave. Well, and I'm thinking about the way you started talking about ask your coach, right? I will observe that in this industry in particular, lots of coaches are ex-operators. Yeah. And when you want to talk about running the business from an operational perspective, sales, customer service, coaches have lots of experience doing that. You start to get into this psychology, this potential adverse psychology of an individual. And a lot of the coaches that are coaching at a company level here in this industry don't have the qualifications to do that. So from that perspective, just to note, right, go talk to your coach. Sure. Why not? But it's going to tend to be more from a business perspective, I think, than a true executive coaching or a clinical psychology perspective. Right, right. By the way, we're putting those two skill sets on our, on the ground on my team because oh, cool. this is what some people need that we don't have right. a lot of access to. But but you take the combination of the business SWAT and unpack it down to the leadership level. You and I have talked about this before. I believe the future of the business rests on the shoulders of the leaders. Yeah, We used to think it's on the shoulders of the owner. And as long as the owner is trying to sub-control or micromanage everything, you could maybe make that case. If you want to build a high-value organization and the leader, the owner needs to be working on the business, not in it. You have to be transferring the strengths of the business, the needs of the business to your leadership team. They have to be carrying it. So from that perspective, we need the owner to be able to be vulnerable and unpack in a trusting way. We need the leadership team to be able to do the same thing. And I love your idea that you do a business SWAT, but you keep going. And after yeah. you're done with that and say, okay, what's going to stand in the way of us getting there, right? SWAT's not the end of the road. That's the as-is picture of where you are today. The futuring part comes next. It's like, well, this is what we've got. For better or for worse, this is where we are. Now, lay that down. What do we want it to look like one, three, five, ten years from now? Then stage three is gap analysis, right? Yeah, Here's yeah. the SWAT with the as is. Here's the future. Now, how do we draw the strings to pull that up into the future? And then the cycle continues, right? The future that you are building into becomes your as is, and then you do it again. And you keep moving and growing that way, right? The leaders are either going to carry this on their shoulders or they're going to end up accidentally poking holes in it, knocking pieces off of it, right? And so it's critical that the leaders actually participate in their own self-development to be able to facilitate the future that you've all envisioned together and come to their own conclusions about what am I good at? What am I not good at? What are my opportunities that I'm missing, right? I need development there. And for God's sakes, if there's something I'm doing that puts me or anybody else at risk in this, the threat part of it, I want to fix that. And Karma, if you've got leaders that don't want to go deep and don't want to heal that childhood stuff and take the shoeboxes out of that closet of buried personal things, the question is, how far can that leader take you if you're building a mastery-based organization of people who are on a hardcore learning and development path? If somebody's in there saying, I want to lead, but I don't want to learn. I want to be a part of the team, but I'm not going to contribute the way everybody else does. I don't care if my weaknesses hold this back because I'm not prepared to work on them, but you guys go ahead and do that. It becomes a question of fit. It's a culture fit. It's a mastery fit, if you will. Hey, have you visited the Napa Auto Care member site lately? Well, since its relaunch in 2020, the Napa Auto Care member site has continued to evolve to keep members updated on all the Napa programs, promotions, member benefits, and business building tools to help your business thrive. Some features to the member site include never miss an update, stay current with notifications and announcements on the homepage, and view the dashboard featuring your shop's financial status. Also, take advantage of cost-saving member-exclusive promotions and a faster automated 2424 peace-of-mind warranty submission process. Submit re-repair claims directly on the member site and easily check the status there as well. Now, typically, the claim is settled and EFT or credit card payment is sent within 48 hours. 
Turn searches into a new customer with a referral tracker. Now learn more about how a consumer Napa online search for your shop can generate new customers at no additional cost to members. Use this popular customer tool to evolve your marketing strategies and to get the most business value. Own more than one Napa Auto Care? Link all your facilities to one login and access all the facilities to one user. You can also access the Shop Napa Helm or Pro Office website directly. You can also submit a pro-image free look for a sneak peek at how you can co-brand your locally known name with the nationally recognized Napa brand. Also, submit online ASE certification renewal and test reimbursements. You also get exclusive access to dozens of industry-leading programs and solutions. Now, if you're a Napa Auto Care member, visit member.napaautocare.com to access the member portal and take advantage of these many member benefits today. Now, if you're not a Napa Auto Care Center, contact your servicing Napa Auto Parts store to learn more about how to join the Napa family. I need five minutes to unpack what you just said. (laughs) Can we stop the recorder? Can we get a transcript? Because I am so motivated. My mind's going a mile a minute. So if you're listening, you just heard Michael rant for the last five minutes. Pause, Pause. rewind, do it again, and listen to it again. And if you don't want to do that, please listen to it a second time. It was very, very, I picked up this word mastery. Oh my God. And so I know what I wanted to talk about, but you have just totally, I'm dead in the water. I keep thinking about DISC. I keep thinking about Meyer Briggs. I keep thinking about strength finders and all these things tell us certain things, but who is telling us certain things about us and how we integrate with our people and our team. And listen, trust me, you can hire a consultant and an advisor tomorrow to help you do that. Am I crazy by thinking that this could potentially be a, not a DIYer thing, but a introspective personal thing that could be done? Oh no, you're not crazy. This is in fact the kind of thing that I have done with my clients in the past. I believe firmly that if you're gonna be a truly consistent, stable, high performer, in other words, if you're gonna be a champion that wins year after year after year, you have to develop a vulnerability and a humility to be able to sit in front of your weaknesses, admit them, and be willing to yeah. tackle them yeah. and then conquer them and then move on. Yeah. And if you're not, you're not gonna be a champion because somebody else across the table you're competing with is gonna look at you and say, ooh, look, Carm hasn't solved problem A. I'm gonna go get him at problem A. This is the competition of open market business, right? So at some point, if you're gonna win all the time, you can't have an open back door that people can identify and take you down. And it's not, this is not a funny game. This is us just saying, I'm not done developing yet. I got to be better than this. I do an SWOT and yeah. we list our strengths. And as a company team, we go through and we ABC them. What do we need to keep doing? Hey, we're really good at that, but is that going to get us tomorrow? Well, we may rate that a B and a C. And when we're all done, we say, is what we want to do and how we want to get there, does this make sense? And then I, we do this whole thing. We rate them and then consider where the strategic plans are to keep them, to improve them, to make them better. You take that and what your SWOT would be on a private personal basis. You don't look at that chart, but you kind of have an idea what it says. And then as you say, there may be a gap analysis is that the things that we need to keep doing, can I actually help get that done? Absolutely. And the path to mastery for the individual, which is a collective path to mastery for the organization, is a living thing right? It keeps moving. You go to one class to work on one of your O's and I go to a class to work on one of my W's, right? I'm different now. Three months from now, we've completed our classes. We've grown in that area. We bring something different to the table. So it's not like, oh, gee, let's do this once every five years and see how it goes. Learning and development programs that 
we develop and help people with are individualized, not off the shelf. So it's a matrix, if you will. And people sit in that matrix in different places based on what they need to develop. And they work from their strengths to work on their weaknesses to become more holistically strong. But that's different between you and me. We can have the same job, same temperament, which by the way, I love this MBTI. Those are all great, but they're like a snapshot of over your shoulder, a selfie on vacation. Does that capture the whole thing? No, it's just, Mm -mm. it's a great picture. It's got used to it, but there's a lot more to it. So I love the profiles. They're not the end all to be all. And the more we talk about profiles, the more people think, oh, if I show my disc, I can get hired. That stuff's all very interesting. But the truly savvy employer who understands the depth of what we're talking about, they're happy to see it. But the bottom line is there's a well, a breadth, if you will, of development opportunities. And if you want to have a high performance culture, it's a mastery driven culture. It's learning and development oriented where the the best people in the industry, Carm, are vision oriented, chasing meaning, and they're continuously learning. And we want those guys to work for us, right? The best of the best, that's the people. Let me summarize the last five. Go. And here it is. Once you got this, if you think you got it and it looks good and you're comfortable with it and don't throw it off on the shelf, and say, hey, listen, if it didn't work to my fullest, then let's go at it again. But what Michael just said is, okay, we'll need some training. We'll need some development. We'll need some learning. So if you decide to do this as an exercise to say you did it, to check the box and you don't do nothing with it, then please turn off the show because you're not willing to appreciate that. To stay strong, you have to learn to be strong. You have to stretch to fill the weaknesses or to help you strategize for the opportunities. You have to be this perpetual student. You got to have people to help you. You got to read books. You got to do conferences. You have to buy into the principle of continuous development, continuous learning. And as the owner, the leadership team, if you will, you have to push that until it becomes habitual. And then you have to maintain it over time, simply meaning like everything else we do, right? We have an industry where guys go off to conferences, they sit in a meeting, they hear a great idea, they go home and everybody back at home that didn't go rolls their eyes and goes, okay, here he comes with the idea. Oh, it happens. It it happened to me forever. Happens all the time. Oh my God, Carm's come back from a conference. We're going to have to change. Everybody rolls their eyes and looks at you and goes, okay, that'll be gone after the next conference. That's right. right? This is a trend for the next couple of months we'll put up with him. That's right. Well, and we're not going to do anything with it unless he makes this because it's going to go away like the other 25 that he did in the last 25 yeah. months. Right. So, put up with but having said all that, yeah. it's like if you start talking mastery and you start talking high performance and you start talking about human development and you start talking about the fact that we are going to be the championship team in the league that we play in, whatever that means by definition of your company, and then you don't walk out the talk. You don't insist on it happening. You don't institutionalize it. You don't habitualize it. You don't hold people accountable to it. Your leaders don't believe in it, right? If you don't get all that stuff down so that it becomes a part of real life, you better have not said anything in the first place. Where were you 35 years ago? (laughs) I just watch it happen all the time. (laughs) Everywhere I look, it happens, right? And and it's backward steps in culture, right? Yeah. Everybody loves to hear it. And then when it doesn't happen, they roll their eyes and go, well, they weren't really serious about it. Then the next idea that comes along, they don't really listen to the same way, right? And everybody's like, I wonder why stuff doesn't change around here. It's like, hmm, let's look back and see if we can figure out how this got going, right? This lack of forward motion. How come I ask people to do things? And this accountability thing is a problem in my organization. It's like, because they don't take this seriously. Nobody ever follows up with them. Nobody really made sure that this happened. And as much as they loved it, they were super disappointed at the end when it died. And now they're sort of flat. Right. And it's like, hey, I got another great idea. They're like, yeah, okay, heard that before. Thanks. Let's see if it happens. Right. All right. Listen, it's a mindset shift. We could turn off the record button right now (laughs) and say that we have very inspirational, forward thinking, right on 
yeah. episode. Right. And I do believe that. But what I would love to do now is to ask you some questions to find out how someone could almost get themselves a little, let's do this first. Sure. Let's do that next. Love it. Let's be sure that you're honest and transparent. Find and get the help. So we do the SWOT for yep. the company. And if you have no outsider to come in, I guess you're going to have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But go read a book, go listen to our podcast we did on SWOT. Just type in SWOT on my website, remarkableresults.biz and listen to the Michael episode on that. Get juiced up, right? No right or wrong answers. Would that be step one? Right. I think it's step one. I, I got to go back to what you said, though, about trying to do it yourself. Blind spots are that. Oh, boy. Yeah. In one of the classes that I teach, I have a blind spot exercise, and it's a very simple technical calculation using your eyes, looking at a piece of paper and counting. All right. Call Michael at the Institute and have him come out and do it. Well, that people get different answers. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, it's a simple exercise. How come you didn't all get the same number? Yeah. And when I tell them why and unpack all of that, their brains are spinning. And it's like, if this simple task went sideways that way, imagine how sideways, more complicated yeah, things yeah. go, right? The point of that being, if you are running a company and you are, there's all kinds of leaders, the humble open ones tend to get reasonably good feedback. There are still things their people won't tell them because they don't want to disappoint their friend, right? The people pleasers will never bring it up. Right. There are other bosses that don't listen anyway. So why would I bring anything up? Okay. So those, any of those people do their own SWAT. They think they're listening to what their people told them and including it. There's not a boss on the planet that has 100% honest feedback from everybody okay. starting. If so it's, already it's if, if it's not your coach, if it's not your coach and yeah. it's not Michael yeah. and it's not me, I'll go do them. Yeah. Because I can be so totally objective and I can pull stuff yeah. from people. I know I can. Then it could be the team, but it could be a peer of yours, someone in your networking group, someone from the chamber. It could be your best could friend be. who is an executive somewhere who mm -hmm. gets this whole business thing. And if not, well, I don't know anybody like that. And I'm not going to bring Michael or Carm or any other coach. I don't have a coach. I'm stuck in the water. Well, first of all, and I'm not, this is not a sales pit for any of us coaches, but it's like, don't be cheap. The basic discoveries of sticking points, you free some of those things up and the turnaround in culture and performance more than pays for the concept of, gee, I'm going to be cheap and do it myself, right? Our least favorite automotive repair customers are the ones that come in and try to go home and do it themselves. And then they have the car towed back in and we all roll our eyes and go, yep, we don't want to be those guys as owners either, right? Mm -hmm. So be smart. The thing to do though is start with your executive team. You can kill two birds with one stone. Have the, you all at your leadership team do the SWAT together. Wait a minute. Shut what do you mean my listen. executive team? It's me <laughs> and five people, but, well, but I think it would help my company if we did it. If you had a SWAT afternoon or a SWAT lunchtime series or something and you sat down, look, you kill two birds with one stone. One, you learn what the team sees from their perspective yeah. and you have to shut up and let them go first. You can't go first as the owner. Yeah. Here's what I see. What do you see? That doesn't work, right? Write every idea they have down, whether you like it or not. So go through the S's and the O's and the W's and the T's. And then at the end of the day, you have killed the second bird with this stone, which is the collaborative culture of people participating in making their own company better. Yeah. And it raises the buy-in and it raises the excitement level. And when you genuinely ask them for a real opinion, you stop talking. I was being serious about shut up, but I mean, I'm teasing about it, but I'm serious. Don't get in the way. Don't. 
I have clients that I sit and watch them do this. They'll say, tell me how I'm doing with this. They ask a question. Somebody starts to talk. They start to stumble a little bit. The owner takes over and finishes the sentence and then wraps all around all the reasons those things are done and looks up and says, who's next? And it's dead silent in the room. And it's like, gee, I wonder why nobody else is saying anything. The leader wasn't listening anyway, right? So there's an art to this to facilitate absolutely this meaning. Okay. Right. So you can do it yourself. You want a wild thought? Yeah. Because I love it. I love wild thoughts. I live in wild thoughts. So do you. All right. One time, I did a virtual SWAT for somebody. You did. That's great. On Zoom. That's great. You can. And I'm not saying yeah. it was perfect. I'm sure it was the right venue, but it kind of worked. It's better than nothing. It kind of worked because yeah. I was this innocent bystander who knew how to facilitate. Right. <laughs> I had the charts up and we were making individual. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I could have critiqued how it did or didn't work and having one camera on an entire organization, but is yeah what do you think i think they're good investments first of all to have help from outside if you have to do it inside by yourself don't do it by yourself as an owner get your team involved be a facilitator don't be a meeting leader get the idea of facilitating you're not adding you're just documenting that's exactly right you cannot comment because the minute you make a comment you shut everybody up absolutely and you do it with the right heart it's like well let me explain why we do it that way you know back in history Everybody stops talking, then it goes silent. It's like, so who's next? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing after that. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So we've established that. So as that's a the rule. company version. All right. Now let's go back to the people part yeah. for a second. Yeah. I was thinking about something before. All right. There's a system out there in HR management called 360 reviews, which yeah. I kind of like and I kind of don't like for all kinds of different reasons, right? The idea is that you have 360 is people above you, people below you, your peer group, suppliers, right? All kinds of people are speaking into your life. I would recommend in a small employer like that, that you think about the person that you're going to try to do a SWAT on. And put people that they trust next to them. Cold, callous 360 review programs and Fortune 100 companies are, they just pick names and people who hate you feed into it. And then it's like, well, this guy doesn't like me anyway. You're in a small business. You got nine employees or whatever, 20 employees, whatever. Everybody knows each other. There's grudges. There's people that don't get along well and all that. So be wise when you sit down. Don't try to get everybody to speak on first. It takes a huge amount of time for to do 20 SWAT feedbacks. But if you have an organization set up that there's a mentoring system internally, that people who have knowledge that other people don't are partnered with people who need to learn and that they build trust and they work together to grow, those mentoring type relationships are great places to go tap into extra feedback. If you're respected as an owner and they like you and they think that you're a human, then they want to hear from you too. As an owner, if you're that guy that bangs on the table and yells and says, this is the way it's going to be or else, your feedback is also going to be less powerful than if you're the kind of owner that people have that personal relationship with. So my point is when you set this up, use the 360 idea, but don't go crazy with it. Find a couple of, maybe a handful of people, depending on organization size, that the person trusts, that know them well, that actually can see where there are areas for improvement and observation and collect that feedback. And it's very team gluey, right? When you do that with a positive attitude, it can't be too, oh yeah, well in the performance review, I'm going to go back to what we found out in the SWAT and your O's and your W's, we're going to hammer on you now and keep your raise low. Doesn't that going to help either, right? Down the road, which is how many organizations do this stuff. So it has to be with a positive idea that I'm going to grow in the future. I want the best for you. Any vulnerabilities are about humility and about the opportunity to become stronger, to be a better professional professional, a better person, a stronger team, to win more, to be champions, all that stuff. Okay, so I'm, driving, have to I'm, that. I'm driving down the highway listening to you and, <laughs> and I say, oh my God, no one taught me this stuff. I wrench so well and now he wants me to be 
facilitator. He wants me to do a 360 review of the, in the essence of SWAT. You're kidding me. I can't even spell those words. You see, it's, please don't let all of this investment that Michael and I are making go for naught. There needs to be some training yeah. you know, of your own self as your own leader. I mean, let's get out and read some leadership books. Listen yeah. to some of our podcasts, go to our classroom page, yeah. listen to all the leadership episodes we have categorized for you, and then gain some confidence, do some of these things, realize what works and what didn't. My point is, is this is brilliant stuff, but not everybody's made out to do it, but, Michael. But Carm, here's a simpler way of doing it, right? Sit down across the table with somebody that works for you and say to them, I care about you and I want to know how you're doing. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. You don't have to S and W and yeah, L and T, yeah, yeah. right? Exactly. Listen, I talk about the poop sandwich model too. It's simpler than SWAT. Tell me what's going well. That's the happy piece of bread. What's not going well? Or it's that's shitty. The, that's the poopy piece in the middle, right? <laughs> And then the last good piece of bread is what can we do different in the future to make this thing better than it is today? So you start with a positive, you let them talk with you about what they see as challenges, negatives, whatever, and you swoop back around and go, what can we do to be different and better in the future? How yeah. can we fix this yeah. stuff? And it ends on a positive note. That simple model of just caring about somebody and asking them how they're doing is SWAT one. Yeah. It's 1.0, right? Point. There's nothing massively complicated point. about yeah. this. No big white sheets facilitation. But could I do a company SWAT before that or at any time during? Yeah, you should be doing company SWATs anyway. That's because right. Because you should routinely be saying the as-is snapshot of where we are. Then you put that update, you put that down. Then you do the 2B futuring to see what you want it to be in the next season that you're looking at. Then you do the gap analysis. Then you do gap closure. Yeah. Then you do it again. That's a routine cycle of continuous review and upgrade and forward motion. And you should be doing that as a business anyway, regardless I, of this leadership. I spot. think we nailed it, Trace. We nailed it. <laughs> it's that simple. And if you want to make it to the next level, get your coach or facilitator Absolutely. to come in and help you with that. I'll tell you, if you open the door of caring about people and actually start listening and talking and taking the time to do that, you're 95% of the way there anyway. The rest of this becomes gravy on top of, and if you do that, nobody else does. You're sticky with your people like none of your competitors. Well, thank you for letting me not think that this whole personalized S-W-O-T, you know, if that's what happens to me. I just, I sometimes, I just can't turn it off. That two o'clock in the morning that's thing me. you talked about? That's me. At right. you too? Yeah. Across yeah. the country, different place, same problem. I, I was telling people, this is, well, how do you collect your thoughts? So I says, I have a pen and a pad <laughs> at my nightstand. Yeah. And then if I have to get up and I can't sleep and I go turn on something dumb to put me back to sleep, there's a notepad there too. Yeah. Which you stop thinking. Of, yeah. I know. I know exactly what you're And then about. someone says, why don't you type it in your phone or speak it into your phone? I said, I do that too. No shortage of good ideas. Right? No. Oh, that's why, that's why I like you. It's so. scary. <laughs> you, you should see my Microsoft to do. It's so long. Tracy's rolling her eyes over here. Yeah, going, yeah. I know what He's, you mean. <laughs> and every once in a while he throws four or five at me and I say, dad, do you have any idea you the work crazy? you've given right? me? <laughs> All that I have I to do. It. I love uh, it. This right. is great. Hey, listen, we probably have to come back and maybe do a part two on this because sure. we've got, listen, I'm going to reach out to the industry. If you do any of this stuff, come on with me and Michael yep. and let's talk about if it worked and how you did it. I mean, it may take us six months to get back to this, but we really do. I think this is important. I really do care that you sink this in and say, I'm going to do it. And then reach out to me, Carm at RemarkableResults.biz and tell me, hey, I'm willing to come on and tell you my story. I'd love to do that. Yeah, you and I get back and you That's may great. even bump into somebody who's doing it and we can come back. I think keeping, it's a great idea. Will it work? Let's find out. Yep. And then we can get the feedback from 
how it's working and continue to incubate this entire idea. And I have a couple of clients that are doing this kind of thing. We can do a show with that. Okay, too. let's yep. do that. Michael Herzberg, congratulations on your merger you, into sir. the Institute, Thank Herzberg you. and Smith and yep. the Institute. Great. Appreciate it. Thanks for your friendship and you. for Absolutely. finding some time here at ASTE, <laughs> sponsored by Dorman Training to come in the studio. My pleasure. Thanks, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.